best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How about you? I'm not doing too bad. Excited to talk a little bit of Angels baseball. Of course, Nate, you know you know what we're talking about tonight? 
No, not a clue. Do not. You never do because I don't tell you. I throw you out. Throw you to the wolves here. Um, And I promise you, I don't think Nate can be negative tonight. Actually, he. Wow. We will see. You threw me under the bus early tonight. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay. Um, Before we get going, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, making us one of the best Angels podcasts out there. I do really appreciate it. You could go ahead and check us out on TalkingHalos.com. If you are looking for a fantasy baseball league, I'll say it up front right now. I'll say it a couple times here in the next couple weeks. Shoot us an email. Go on to TalkingHalos.com. There's a little questionnaire button down at the bottom. Send us an email. Go straight to the CEO, the president of Talking Halos, Derek Ciapala. We're going to be running some fantasy baseball leagues and have a little bit of fun with stuff. Last, actually, last time we did it, I, I know, Derek, uh, we, we had a lot of fun giveaways. I think we had um, some ticket giveaways, some uh, bobbleheads, some autographs, a whole bunch of fun stuff. Um as far as that goes. So uh, don't miss out on that. If you're listening to us again, talkinghalos.com, go check it out. Um, shoot us a message. Say you want to be part of the fancy baseball league. I'm sure Derek's already gotten a whole bunch of emails, but if you haven't already go shoot him an email and play against uh, some legends here, myself and Nate. Um, honestly, we're, we're actually, honestly, we're really good at fancy baseball. Um, all fantasy sports are pretty good at not even like gloat or anything like that, but um, <laughs> absolute blast. Nate, don't even like try to hide it. You know, you know, we are like, we're, it's it, like, yeah. So as far as that goes, check us out. You can follow us on all our social media. Just got talking halos. Um, question for you guys beforehand, though. I enjoy I like asking you guys questions. Um, and this is going to go for you, Nate, as well. Uh, the MLB Network just came out with the top 100, top 100, top center fielders in baseball. Mike Trout's obviously number one. With that being said, do you think the Angels lacked in the offensive department in Mike Trout's younger years, which actually might have cost them going to the playoffs? You get where I'm going with this one? The Mike Trout effect? I think so. I think we're going to dive into the Shohei Otani effect as well. Okay. So with that being said, I mean, think about Shohei Ota- the Shohei Otani effect. We'll, 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 we'll kind of break down what that <clears> is. <throat> um, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll kind of break that break down what it is. Um, but first, of course, go follow us on our social medias. Shoot us, uh, shoot us a message. Um, follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green thirty four. Let's get it going here, Nate. Let's talk Mike Trout, Shohei Otani effect. As weird as this sounds, as weird as this sounds, statistically speaking, it actually makes the Angels worse. Statistically speaking, right? And you can't look at the Angels as in a whole, as a whole from offensive product productivity or now pitching productivity because of how good Shohei Otani is. You can do this with certain guys around baseball. In fact, I don't think you can do it with the pitching side of stuff with the angels. I think, I think in whole you can do it with Shohei Otani, but without a doubt, Mike Trout, you can do this with the Mike Trout effect because Mike Trout is so good at baseball. Right. And I was thinking, I was just kind of sitting there thinking, thinking about it and something we've never really talked about on air. We talked about it off the air, with how good Mike Trout's stats are, he is, you know, 190 WRC plus guy, 170, which is so much better than everybody else, so much better on his team. It bolsters the Angels in itself on the stat stat category. And it makes, I think a lot of people think that the Angels don't need certain things in the lineup. You know, and I think you can look at that in the Mike Trout's and in, in the Shohei Otani side of stuff too. Like, oh, you, you know, you look at the Angels last year with pitching, the Angels had a very good pitching staff. 
But Shohei Otani was so good that it bolstered it up. Is that fair to say as well? Yeah. So, um, so talk about the first. yeah, talk about the Mike Trout thing. I, it's not for lack of trying, honestly. With with what happened, I think the Angels tried to surround themselves with some good offensive pieces. They might have spent some money, uh, probably not in the right way, but they were trying to surround them. Like Albert Pujols, you know. At the time, the Angels thought that they were getting, you know, a guy who was going to put up pretty good offensive numbers, at least, you know, his first couple of years, it was like, hey, not what we're paying him for, but like, you know, you were paying, yeah, he was productive, but they were paying, they were hoping he was going to be hitting about 290 to 300 with 30 to 40 home runs. And he was mostly that 250 hitter with 30 home runs. And it was like, okay, so like they tried. And then you look at Josh Hamilton. He was kind of one of those guys as well. He didn't really, um, he didn't really hit as well as the Angels had thought. Um, and then, and then you go around the the diamond and you look, and it's like the Angels really have never had a, a bunch of good hitters. Like you look at the Yankees when the Yankees are healthy, and I know I bring up the Yankees a lot, but they they're in the last, playoffs. Every last year, year is a perfect example of this. Right. Uh, like the Yankees, the Yankees, statistically speaking, had one of the better offenses in baseball. When you look at it in a whole, I would, I would assume they were, the top but they were really bad, but, but yeah, one they through eight really or right, two through eight were really bad. And Aaron judge was just so much better than everybody else that it makes yeah, their it, it didn't, better. it did make them look a lot better, but, but yeah, you look at, at, um, at what the angels had and it was like, well, is Andrelton Simmons a good hitter? No. But, like, were people talking him up to be a really good hitter because he was, like, the third or fourth best hitter on the Angels? Like, yes. And that was 100% happening. Um, is David Fletcher, like, a really big offensive guy? Like, no, he's he does a lot of things really well. Uh, he, does a lot of, he does a lot of things good enough. Uh, but he's not the offensive threat where you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to hit, you know, 330 and you know he might hit 20 bombs he's gonna steal 20 bags or whatever like you know that has been the biggest thing and that's why i was preaching going into last year saying the angels don't have enough offense like i I remember when we were on the phone and i said bro the angels don't have enough offense and you're like dude are you kidding me like look at what they have and i was like yes it's the first three hitters and that's it and then we started to really dive into it and it was like oh my gosh like this lineup is really bad and then, you know, you you get your one or two injuries and it looks even worse because you're running Matt Duffy out there on opening day and um, as your cleanup hitter and it, it just spiraled out of control the more injuries and, and the more, the deeper we got into the season. So I, I do think that the Angels have had this kind of thing where everyone's like, oh, the Angels offense is good. And it's like, honestly, like Mike Trout is the Angels offense. And that's kind of what it's been for, a long time. And now that Shohei Otani's here, he he's kind of picking up where um I would say he's kind of really picking up where Albert Pujols left off, like when he had those two or three really good years. Um, not quite as high as average as you would like. Uh the on-base percentage is okay, not where you would like it. I'm not saying that it's it's not where you want it, but like you when you signed Albert Pujols, you were hoping for like a 950 to a thousand OPS. And same thing, you're hoping Otani puts up a 900 OPS. He's right around that 850 to 900, which is good. But it's nowhere close to what Mike Trout does every single year. And so you look at those two guys and what the Angels have done for the last eight years, 10 years with Mike Trout, and it's like, are they actually good at hitting 
or is there one guy who has just carried the load so much that it looks really good? And, and the other thing too is like you can look at Mike Trout's numbers and be like, okay, yeah, like they're stupid. But then you also look at the guy who's hitting behind Mike Trout and how much he helps that guy. Whoever it is, whenever Mike Trout is healthy in his pro, you know, in his younger years when he was 25, 26 and playing 160 games or whatever it was, um, you, you look at when Pujols was hitting behind him. Like Pujols had a terrible year, still had 100, 100 plus RBS because Mike Trout was getting on base all the time and making it guys in front of Mike Trout, the guys behind Mike Trout. It was just helping the lineup, but they didn't have good hitters. Like you looked at WRC plus at the end of the year, you looked at uh, on base percentage OPS and OPS plus, and you start looking at all like the, the, the big numbers that are a big deal right now. And it's like Andrelton Simmons with a one one WRC plus. So he's 1% better than average. Um, and it was like, Oh man, he had a great year. And I was like, sure, I guess. Um, same, same thing with like, Pujols, you, you would look and people are like, man, this is not what we're paying Pujols for. He throws up a 105 WRC plus and people are like, yeah, that still sucks. And it's like, yes, it, it, it probably does because we we're hoping for a 125, 130 because we paid him $30 million. So I do think this is a real thing. Um, it is part of what I've brought up with you off the air, um, talking about Shohei Otani and pitching thing. Everyone wants to point out like what a good staff the Angels had last year. And it's like, the Angels had a really good staff. Um, Tawny's numbers were so good that it makes the Angels like I, I think the Angels were third in the American League at pitching, if I remember correctly, or fourth. ERA. Yeah, yeah, ERA, and then I think even like K per nine. Like they they were in the top five in a lot of pitching categories last year, and it was predominantly because Shohei Otani was in the top two in most of those pitching categories. Um, and the only thing the Angels weren't, uh, and it was starting pitching categories. And the other thing I'll bring up with the starting pitching, we didn't throw that many innings at the starters. Like, our bullpen threw a lot of innings. Just just because, like, yeah, Shohei Otani threw 167, 165 innings. I, I'm blanking on off the top of my head, but he, he threw a couple innings over 162 because that was the number he, he was trying to hit to become. Um, 70 or something like that. 162 is the number to make sure that he is allowed to be on all leaderboards. So that's all he was trying to get to. And um, you you look at it, it's like, okay, like, yeah, he, he had a really good year. And then you look and it's like, Lorenzen was pretty average. Like, I wouldn't say he was bad, but I wouldn't say he was good. Like, he just kind of, you kind of knew what you were getting out of him. He was going to go out there and go compete for about six innings. He was going to give about three or four runs and just keep you in the ballgame. I think Noah Syndergaard was one of the most underrated pitchers when it comes to numbers. Yes, he killed the strikeout numbers because he didn't really strike too many guys out. But for the most part, if he got past the second inning, he was going six innings and giving up three runs every single time. Like that's what it felt like. I I know you'll you'll check the numbers and he he had an inning, he had a game where he went one inning, he gave up like seven or eight runs against the Yankees, and um, you'll be like, man. No, Lorenzen felt that way too. It was like if he got past the second inning, then it was like this yes. guy's going to be lights out. This he year. goes about he goes about six or seven innings, gives about three or four runs. It's like hey, he kept us in the game. Yep. Um, and then Sandoval, kind of similar, where he he didn't really throw that many innings. Like it, it was about 165 innings again. And I know that's part of the six man rotation, which which doesn't help when trying to go into it. But like when you really got past July. 
and you looked at the rotation and how they were pitching, Detmers took a huge step up, right? Like his numbers, uh, three, four, three, four, five, I think it was, or three, four, four. Um, so, so he really got a lot better from where he started. Sandoval, you know, he threw the ball well. I think it was something that we talked about before the year as well. Sandoval has a shot to win Cy Young, but the biggest concern for us was, is he going to throw enough innings? And it's really hard to throw enough innings to win a Cy Young in a six-man rotation. Um, but then you look at Lorenzen goes down, Thor gets traded, and the Angels' rotation was Suarez, who was, you know, he had his... Good at the end of the year. You can so go, yeah. He sure. was good. He was sure. putting up good numbers. We already went over this. Yeah, he was putting up great numbers in four and a third or whatever. He was doing the Andrew Heaney thing. Um, Not yeah. good at he, he was doing the Andrew Heaney thing. It's fine. Um, but then you look, Tucker Davidson was making starts. Uh, Chase Silseth, like he had one or two electric starts where I was like, hey, this guy could be really freaking good. And then he just got pounded for three, three starts. I was like, ooh. Okay, he's not quite ready. Like he's he's going to be good, but he's not quite ready. Yeah. Um, Tucker Davidson like just never really found a rhythm. Um, so they were they were running out guys. Tuki Toussaint like he was just kind of average. Like they didn't have enough depth to get through that kind of season, especially knowing that they were going to trade um, Noah Syndergaard and lose Michael Lorenzen. Like they they just didn't have enough. Um, luckily, we picked up Tuki Tucson on the uh, on the waivers. We were able to get Tucker Davidson, even though, you know, my opinion on him is kind of equal to Jose Suarez. But yeah, it it really does. If Tucker Davidson at, is Jose Suarez. You got yourself a, a, a good starter. Quiet. Good um, starter. Sure, if you want to be the Kansas City Royals and finish with with eighty five losses. That's fine. Um, if that's what you're shooting for, that's fine. I, I want to win playoff games, so that's not my sixth starter. But if you want to, if you want to finish in fourth place, then yeah, go ahead, run that out there. Um, but yeah, it, it really is interesting to look at how much one guy can really change an offense. And I think we saw it last year with the Yankees and Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge was so good; like he was getting on base all the time. He was hitting home runs. He was driving and get, driving in runs. Uh, he was just doing everything possible for that offense. And everyone's like, oh, this Yankee offense is really good. And if you looked at their lineup in August, it was pretty similar to the Angels lineup. Like Ben Intendi was hurt. Uh, they were running Aaron Hicks out there who was hitting. Not a good hitter. He was hitting like maybe a little better than Andrew Velasquez. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Carpenter was hurt who had gone on that stupid run. Uh, Glaber Torres was like one of their you could equate him to kind of what Taylor Ward Taylor did Ward, last year, yeah. where it was like, hey, he put up a really good year. Uh, LeMahieu was hurt at that time. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was starting every day at that time still. He was hitting about uh, Andrew Velasquez numbers. Um, whoever we were running in at third, like you can equate that to to um, their center field option. Like they had a time where they were missing like Rizzo, Stanton, Benintendi, LeMahieu, Carpenter, Bader, everybody. I think I, I think that's it. But like the the team that they were running out there was like, man, this this lineup sucks. Like I remember looking at their lineup against the Twins in a doubleheader, and the only reason I remember Twins is because you know for other reasons. But um, I remember looking at the lineup, going, "This is a lineup the Angels are running out there," and the 
the Yankees are winning games. And it was just because Aaron Judge's numbers were so good and the pitching was so good. Like, Garrett Cole did not have, like, a Garrett Cole year, but he was still freaking good. Uh, Nestor Cortez was pitching out of his mind. And the other thing, too, that the Yankees had that the Angels didn't, the bullpen. Like, the bullpen was pitching good. Like, they had some hit-or-miss guys that – but, like, when they got Loisega back and um, – Don't you dare it, talk bad about Jimmy Hergit. I'm not. I, did it. I mention Jimmy Hergit as being so bad? I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Don't you know who I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about Aaron Loop and Ryan Tapera, how they were really bad all year. Uh, not worth eight and a half million, and we'll continue to say that until they prove otherwise. But yeah, yeah so killing me here. I know. It, With all that being said, I get where you're coming from, and I'm going to kind of shift this just a, just a hair because we just talked about the Mike Trout effect um, and not being able to build around Mike Trout. Is this possibly the best lineup the Angels have put out in the Mike Trout era? And I have stats to back up whether you say yes or no. So I'm going to say no just because of like the lineup that possibly could have been run out there with Josh Hamilton, Albert Pujols. Year year lineup, whole year lineup, not just like one one day lineup, just whole year like you're looking at this year compared to – Okay, I have I have I have something here. I got something here. I'm going work. But I'm just gonna say it's not fair to say whole year lineup when we haven't played a game and we could be in July and running out the same lineup we ran out last year. We're 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 talking Um, we're talking preseason. We're talking on paper right now. Do we think that this is possibly the best lineup? I think the lineup that the Angels had on paper going into the year when they signed Josh Hamilton Albert and they had Albert Pujols and Mike Trout. That lineup with Angelton Simmons, who would have been about the seventh best hitter in that lineup. Um about 2014. Is that the is that the year? No. 2014. 20, I, I'm just saying, how about 2014? The last time they won made of the playoffs. So get this and compare it to what this lineup could possibly be, right? Chris okay. Ian had it behind the plate. You compare him to Logan O'Hoppy. Played uh let's see, Ianetta played 108 games at a 123 uh, OPS plus. That's pretty good. Logan O'Hoppy, right? You hope. You hope. You hope for Albert Pujols at first base, one twenty six WRC plus. Yeah. Do you get that out of first out of the Angels' options at first base? Probably not, but okay. Okay. Uh, how well, are you? It depends on who you're, who's who's the first baseman. Like that's the exactly, other thing too. Exactly like, that. Like you got. We we already went over this on splits and Perry Manassian saying that they want to win the splits battles, right? They want to win mm-hmm. the, I don't know, he didn't say splits battles, but he said, uh, what is it, platoon battles? He wants to win mm-hmm. the platoon battles. That's that's what Perry said this year, and the Angels have plenty of platoon battles, and we'll talk about that in the in the coming days and weeks of of what we think Perry meant on that side of stuff. But um, hear me out here. Set, uh, uh, Angels could be a one, 120 w, or OPS plus guy at first base at, in a hole. Howie Kendrick at second base, 116 WRC plus, or OPS plus. I'm going to continue to say WRC plus, but OPS plus. Uh, again, who probably a little like, bit less. You got David Fletcher there, who's going to probably pull you down a little bit. Um, but if you're a 100 WRC plus guy or OPS plus guy, that's fine. Eric okay. Ibar at at shortstop 103 OPS plus. I think you could possibly right around there with the options. Yeah, you're probably right around there. Again, it depends on how many games like Levon Soto plays a short. How many games? How healthy? Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to me right now. Stay on. Stay focused right I'm, now. I'm just, I'm just being know, honest. Me too. I'm being honest too. Right now, though, right now, David Freeze at third base, 104 WRC plus. I think if Anthony Rendon is healthy, 
even if he's not healthy, he's probably going to put that up. Don't don't say if he's not healthy because you you'll get uh, that that's uh, where all the angry people will come knock out. Knock on wood, Anthony Rendon is healthy. He's he was healthy at the end of last year. One hundred four W O C O P S plus is well within reach for Anthony Rendon. Um, he did put up one hundred three last year in an injury season. So yeah, that's probably go. fair. Uh, Josh Hamilton, who you already mentioned before, one fifteen yep. O P S plus. You look in who's in left field for the Angels. Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward. Probably about Probably that right around one fifteen. Probably about that some regression. Mike Trout in center field. It's Mike freaking Trout. We already Same. talked about that one seventy uh, OPS plus guy. Uh, Cole Calhoun in right field one twenty three W or OPS plus. What is <laughs> what is the career OPS plus for Hunter Renfro? I think he's like one twenty five. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, your DH CJ Crone that year one eleven OPS plus. You have You're to hoping imagine Otani's closer that to one forty one thirty one forty. Um. Bench options because I know we, we have to talk about it. If we didn't talk about it, then there's that. Yep. No, and by the way, did you notice that everybody was above 100? 100 OPS yep. plus. That's that's everybody, how good teams usually are. 100. And the Angels won most games in baseball that year. But I mean, yeah, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about pitching because we're talking a little Mike Trout effect. I mean, we can talk Shohei Otani effect. But uh, coming off the bench, you had Colin Cowhill that Cow Gill that year, 99 yep. OPS plus. Hank Conger was your backup catcher. If that's Max Stassi. Uh, putting up a 79 OPS plus, I think Stassi might be a little below that, but I think it's I think it's similar. You know, an 80 OPS plus could could You're do hoping. a trick there. Rally Bonyes was a 53. You're going to get that from somebody. Navarro and Grant Efren Navarro and Grant Green. Well, I'm really pulling out some names here. Um, we're both 85 or well, 83 and 86. John McDonald, who is uh, who is That's your Brett, favorite? Who is Brett Wallace? Wallace, not Brett, Brett Wallace. Phillips. Brett Phillips. Who's Brett Wallace? Oh, that's a uh, old Astros guy. You're yeah. welcome for that. Why I say hot Wallace? Angels fans are going to hate me. Um, yeah, Brett Phillips, thirty-four OPS plus. Your defensive guy. This this lineup. This this lineup offensively. We're not going to look at. We're not going to look at hitting, but offensively. You mean pitching? Yes, I'm off today. I'm sorry. I worked nine hours. Tired. We're getting there though. This lineup offensively looks very similar to that 2014, um, that 2014 team. And then, I mean, I got to look at pitching now because this is a very similar. They were they were deep. Yeah, they were they were very good pitching wise. Very and I, deep. I don't think the Angels have that. I mean, if you're running Tyler Skaggs out there as your number six guy, I think that was the year that Hector Santiago made the. Uh, no, it wasn't. Awesome. It was not that year. It was C.J. Wilson made the All Star team that year, and uh, and. Uh, Jared Weaver, I would assume. Weaver was 18 and 9 with a 359. Um Richard Garrett Richards was uh, 13 and 4 with a 261. Like even if you look at ERA this year for their in 2014, it wasn't crazy. They they outhit everybody that year, it felt like. You know, you look at it and it's you know, the the Garrett Richards had a 261 ERA. That was the best ERA on the staff. Um Shoemaker put that was, that was also the year that he, 04 though. That that was well. That was also the year that that uh, Richards got hurt running to first base. So who who came in? Who pitched for them? After Probably. That? Well, so you had oh, Shoemaker, it had Skaggs because you had a. Yeah. Well, Skaggs made eighteen starts. He was yeah, he was pretty good. Regardless, uh, though, you, you you get what I'm saying there. Like I know we started talking about the Mike Trout effect, and then I I looked up the 2014. And I'm going to post this on on Twitter right after this. Um, look up the 2014 team, and and offensively, it looks. Honestly, in general, you know what's going to be the big, biggest, biggest difference is going to be the bullpen. When you look at it, 
It really, it really will. And it, I mean, obviously it seems got to stay healthy, but I mean, I don't know. It's, it, I, I don't mean to get everybody hyped up or anything like that. And I know this, this will get everybody hyped up. It and will. Nate, I know, I know you're, you're, you know, negative Nate about all this stuff. And it's, it's fine. I know you're not negative. We're, you know, we're just trying to be truthful. This team was about healthy. Them. The team was healthy exactly. and they pitched. Like, yeah. Yep. That's the biggest thing. It's like yeah. you you can dream on whatever it is. We're in January. We're January thirteenth right now. Okay, we have sure. no idea who's going to be. We have no idea who's going to be healthy. No, right, I, I agree. Absolutely no idea. And on this team that you brought up, the Angels had just just signed Josh Hamilton twenty thirteen. So he was coming off uh, his first real year as an Angel. He had a pretty good year. Pujols was you know thirty oh. 38 probably if you're really honest with yourself but he's probably only about 34 33 so he's still kind of in that prime um so they had they had really really good players on this team that stayed healthy and like not that the angels don't have really good players but they gotta stay healthy. those guys those guys were coming off healthy seasons and they were going to stay healthy like that, that's the biggest thing like um i think the next year's when Pujols had the really bad um uh, the foot issue right right after this year. And that's when it really started to go downhill for him. But yeah, how healthy can this team stay? Sure, this team can win. A, every team going into every season can win a lot of games. The The key to every season is who's going to... Last year, you said the Baltimore Orioles were finishing last. Okay. And they finished with a better record than the Angels. You're telling what me that happened? the Pittsburgh Pirates going into next season have a chance against sure. Central. I, mm, sure. If, if, if they, I mean, they're in a bad Central, so who knows? You're um, right. But you said Baltimore Orioles were going to finish last year with the worst record in baseball. You, you were on the record. You said it multiple times. Um, why were they able to win so many games? They they stayed healthy. Well, they, they uh, had fun. They had fun there, man. Like, like you you've sure, been in a club. Sure. You've been in a clubhouse like that that has sure. no no no. But what I'm getting to, they stayed healthy and they had guys step up, right? You were like, "Hey, is Adley Rushman going to make the team this year?" You're hoping, right? And that's what good even teams do. In, in your wildest dreams, are you thinking Adley Rushman puts up those kind of numbers and like is that impactful for the pitching staff? Probably not. Are you thinking um, that Odor is going to play a big role on that team? Are you thinking that they're going to call up Stowers and he's going to play like and and they lost John Means. And it was like, okay, well, who cares? Like, So that's the kind of thing the Angels need. They need a team that's going to stay relatively healthy. Like, I'm not saying they can't have an injury or two. Everyone's going to have an injury or two. Um, they need to stay relatively healthy. And they need certain guys to step up. Like, you just need a couple guys that's like, hey, if everyone puts up what you're expecting to, if everyone puts up even if everyone puts up like the 110 to 115 and then you have the Otani, the uh, Trouts, and maybe the Renfro that put up the 130 to 150, you know, Trout puts up his 190 or whatever. Um, and Rendon puts up his 120, 130. That would, that would be fine if everyone else puts up a 105 and stays relatively healthy. Um, but, but that's been the biggest thing is can this team stay healthy and do they have enough depth at key positions to win baseball games. Like, yes, they have depth this year. What am I, what have I been super upset about? Two things. They don't have enough pitching and Andrew and, they Velasquez. Dip, and they don't have a dang shortstop, right? Like 
do we really want to be running Dave Fletcher out there every day for 162 games? I, I know some people would. Some people would. But if you're if you're trying to win a World Series and and honestly just trying to make the playoffs, is David Fletcher the answer to a team if he puts up an 88 to 94 WRC plus and plays very average defense? Like that's probably not the answer. So what happens if Rangifo gets hurt? What happens? Like, are are we starting Gio Urshela at shortstop? Are we starting Brandon Drury at shortstop who really wants to play shortstop? Are we going to Levon Soto? And if Levon Soto's the guy, he's one of those guys that's going to need to take that next step and be that that guy that's like, wow, he has stepped up. He has been a, a huge, huge success for this team. That is what this Angels team needs. And then, like I said, they need one more pitcher, but you talk about it all the time. We get to July and the Angels are still in it. Maybe they have a prospect or two that they're willing to get rid of to go get a pitcher to help this team. But that that's what it's going to take. Can you stay healthy and what are you going to do if somebody key gets hurt up the middle? That's my biggest question. Is Levon Soto good enough to play three months straight at shortstop and put up a 115 WRC plus, 110 WRC plus? Is Gio Urshela good enough to play shortstop every single day and keep the pitching staff off off the off the mound? You know, like is he going to make plays to impact the team defensively? Is Brandon Drury good enough to play shortstop? Um, like these are the questions that need to be answered. Like I'm not trying to be negative about this team. I'm I'm really not. But the most important positions in baseball are up the middle. I mention this all the time: shortstop, center field, pitcher, catcher. They've always been strong in center field. We're hoping they are strong behind the dish. I'm I'm hopeful. I think Ohapi could be really really good. We don't know how good they're going to be at shortstop, and we don't know how good they're going to be on the mound. Sure, and I'll give you that. I will. I'll get my hopes up, though. With that being said, guys, I we are not negative. Nate is not negative. Realistic. Realistic. Just remember that. Realistic. And then when, you know, Angels get into July and they're playing well, show it in our face. It's fine. I don't care. We'll be the first ones to say we were wrong. That is the that is the one I, thing. I would rather be. I I just want them to wrong. prove me wrong. 100%. Like that. I I would rather be that guy to say, hey, they're going to win eighty two games, and then and watch them win ninety two games. Yeah, man, you guys were way wrong. I do not love being right about saying they're going to win seventy six games. Jared hates when I'm right too, because then yeah. he has to hear about it more. So, with that being said, though, Nate, you're never right. Um, guys, you can be six two years ago, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos again, making us the best Angels podcast out there again. If you could subscribe wherever you are listening or watching us, what's up, YouTube? Um, go ahead and drop a subscription, drop a follow. You can follow myself at Twitter on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34 guys. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.